Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, can I just say how much I appreciate you for coming every day? In case I've never told you that, thank you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me or X to me questions or insights or fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, apparently, I've been getting a lot of fights in the last 24 hours. I said something about not understanding how Christians could support Donald Trump. And my inbox has been flooded. Anyway, people love to argue Christian stuff, you know. Uh, let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. Uh, Russia's foreign ministry says it's... Oh, by the way, there's a lot of stuff on uh, Ukraine and Davos uh, today because that's where the World Economic Forum is. Uh, not so much stuff going on in the United States because... As usual, Congress is hung up, right? Anyway, we'll get to a couple things, but nothing really going on. Russian's foreign ministry says it's expected, uh, it expected President uh, Vladimir Putin and his Iranian counterpart to soon sign a, a new bilateral treaty, which was in its final stages of being agreed. Putin held five hours of talks in the Kremlin with Iranian uh, President Ibrahim Raisi last month amid growing political trade and military ties between Moscow and Tehran that the United States and Israel view with concern. Maria Zakharova, spokeswoman for the Russian Foreign Ministry, told reporters that the new treaty would consolidate the strategic partnership between Moscow and Tehran and cover the full range of their ties. More arms for Russia and possibly some aid, nuclear aid for um, Iran, even though there was that nuclear treaty that Russia was signed on to but pulled out of. I think, did they, did they pull out of that treaty for the, the one for Iran? <clears throat> Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov uh, said Russia is developing its relations with North Korea in all areas, including, set, quote, sensitive ones. North Korea's foreign minister, uh, minister lauded comradely uh, uh, ties with Russia yesterday before holding rare talks in the Kremlin with Putin, who has been invited by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to visit the country. Asked about the talks in Moscow, Peskov, Pesky Peskov, said the situation on the Korean Peninsula was discussed, but that the main focus was a developing bilateral relations. He said the Democratic People's uh, Republic of Korea is our very important partner, and we are focused on further development of our relations in all areas, including in sensitive areas. Belarus defense minister said yesterday that a new military doctrine that for the first time provides the use of nuclear weapons will be put forward by Belarus. Defense minister Viktor Krenin said we clearly communicate 
Belarus's views on the use of tactical nuclear weapons stationed on our territory. A new chapter has appeared we, uh, where we clearly define our allied obligations to our allies, uh, meaning Russia and, uh, you know, uh, Russia sent uh, tactical nuclear uh, weapons to be stationed in Belarus last year, although there are no details about how many. Russia has said it will maintain control over those weapons, which are intended for battlefield use and have short ranges and comparatively low yields. But Belarus didn't really say if this new doctrine meant that they would have uh, use of Russian nukes. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has updated his formerly Twitter account with uh, details of his numerous meetings at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Uh, Zelensky said he met Polish President Andrzej Duda, Dum de Duda Day, to discuss bilateral relations, including cooperation on Ukraine's path to EU membership. He said the battlefield situation and further defense assistance for Ukraine was discussed. Zelensky added that the pair had coordinated their positions ahead of the NATO summit in Washington. Uh, Zelensky also met Ghana's president, Nana Akufo-Addo, where they emphasized the potential for developing logistical, uh, logistical hubs to supply Ukrainian agricultural goods to African countries. Ways of strengthening ties between the two countries and the wider region were also discussed. The Ukrainian president said he has also met Vietnam's Prime Minister Pham Minh Chin, uh, Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croix, de Croix uh, King Philippe of Belgium, and had his first ever meeting with Rwandan President Paul Kagame, where he informed him of his peace formula. Ukraine's foreign minister. Dmitry Koliba said in an address to the World Economic Forum in Davos that his country's priority for 2024 was to gain control over its skies. He said in 2024, of course, the priority is to throw Russia from the skies because the one who controls the skies will define when and how the war will end. We are fighting a powerful enemy, a very big enemy that doesn't sleep. It takes time. We defeated them on the land in 2022. Maybe some parts. We defeated them in the sea in 2023, and we are completely focused on defeating them in the air in 2024. Uh, Britain's Foreign Secretary David Cameron is to meet with uh, Dmitry Kaliba at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Ahead of the meeting, Cameron said, Cameron said, in my discussion with Foreign Minister Dmitry Kaliba, I will make clear the UK will continue to be a steadfast supporter of Ukraine so it not only wins the war, but emerges from it as a strong, sovereign, and free country. Ukraine is standing up for the rules that keep us all safe. This is why the UK has provided almost uh, 12 billion pounds in support to Ukraine. We will stand with them for as long as it takes to achieve victory. 12 billion. Did I say million? 12 billion pounds. Uh, Poland's President Andrzej Duda says, Dum de Duda Day, says it is impossible for Ukraine to join NATO before the end of the war 
with Russia, but that the procedure could be started even at this stage. He said Ukraine should receive an invitation to NATO, which will start the process of discussing this issue in the parliaments of the country's members of the alliance. This is very important for the morale of the defenders of Ukraine. Oh boy, and is Russia gonna, is Putin gonna love that? <laughs> German Chancellor Olaf Scholz says following the, um, a telephone conversation with uh, U.S. President uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he said, President Biden and I agree we want to continue providing Ukraine with financial, humanitarian, and military support. Today, I spoke with the U.S. President by phone. Germany will provide more than 7 billion euros for military goods in 2024. According to Foreign Minister Spokesperson Maria Zakharova, uh, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov will travel to New York next week for a meeting of the UN's Security Council. Uh, as we've talked about before, after Putin sent troops into Ukraine in 2022, the U.S. and the Allies prohibited transactions with Russia's central bank and finance ministry, blocking around 300 billion of sovereign Russian assets in the West. G7 countries are discussing possibly confiscating the frozen assets, though some G7 members have concerns about the precedent mechanism and potential impact of making such a step against central bank assets. Belgium Prime Minister Alexander de Croo said that Belgium does not oppose the confiscations of 280 billion euros worth of frozen Russian central bank assets, but there needs to be a clear mechanism such as using the assets as collateral for Ukraine. He said, we don't say no to asset confiscation, but we need to work on a mechanism. For example, they can be used as collateral for raising funds for Ukraine. We are open to further discussions and are willing to participate in a solution of finding a legal basis for those transfers to Ukraine without destabilizing the global financial system. Uh, DeCrew told reporters in Davos, if there is an any taxable revenue, we will isolate it so it can go to Ukraine. He said taxes on the frozen assets totaled about 1.3 billion euros in 2023, and in 2024 would total about 1.7 billion euros. Uh, Zelensky's office said today that Western companies supplied Russia with critical components worth $2.9 billion in the last, uh, excuse me, in the first 10 months of 2023, despite sanctions on Moscow. Uh, citing research by working group run by the president's chief of staff, Andre Yermak, and uh, by Michael uh, McFaul, a former U.S. ambassador to Russia, the office said the products of more than 250 Western companies were found in samples of destroyed or captured Russian weapons. And that is a concern that stuff is still getting there. And we talked about that last week, by the way. At least 120 military, uh, excuse me, members of European Parliament have signed a petition for Hungary's voting rights to be suspended because of Orban's obstruction of EU processes, including the approval of aid to Ukraine. As we've said, Orban is close to the Russian President Putin. Hungary's Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, has said, if we want to help Ukraine, which I think we need to uh, do, we have to do it in a way that doesn't harm the EU budget. I, you know what? That's, that's uh, penny-wise and pound-foolish as far as I'm concerned. Uh, EU chief Ursula von der Leyen said she was confident 
of getting Hungary to drop its veto on the $50 billion euro aid package for Ukraine at a uh, crunch summit in two weeks. We shall see. Hopefully they will. They need that aid really bad. Uh, uh, they, they have another month, maybe, you know. Our British Foreign Secretary, David Cameron, has appealed for U.S. lawmakers to approve new assistance to Ukraine, saying it would serve U.S. interests not to appease Russia, as the Republicans did to Nazis in 1939, by the way. Uh, Cameron told reporters at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, uh, fundamentally, there is a majority of Congress in support. We just need to find it. The former conservative prime minister said that Ukraine's war affects Europe, but is about American security, too. He said history demonstrates to us that if you appease an aggressor in Europe, the aggressor comes back for more. Yes, the Baltic states, of course. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Romania, Moldova. Yeah. Emmanuel Macron said he would go to Ukraine in February to finalize a bilateral security guarantee under which France would deliver more sophisticated weapons, including long-range cruise missiles. Uh, The French president said about 40 scalp long-range missiles and hundreds of bombs would be delivered in the coming weeks. He said, we cannot let Russia win and we must not do that. According to Roman Starovoit, the governor of the region, of uh, uh, Kursk, a Ukrainian kamikaze drone that fell in the village of Sverdlikovo, uh, Kursk region, damaged a residential building. He wrote on Telegram, none of the residents were injured, adding that the facade of a residential building was damaged by shrapnel, windows were broken, and a car was damaged near it. The Russian Defense Ministry said Wednesday that two winged Ukrainian drones and four missiles were shot down over the Belgorod region overnight and another around noon local time uh, today on Wednesday. Uh, Ukraine's Air Force has shelled the outskirts of the village of Repyehovka, Belgorod region, damaging a power line and leaving the village residents without electricity, according to regional governor Vyacheslav Gladkov. He wrote on Telegram, there were no casualties, there was damage to the power line, and subscribers in the village of Repyahovka were cut off. Ukrainian military commander Sergei Nalev Nalev, said on Telegram, the border in the north of our country is a line of contact with the enemy with all its inherent combat actions. These hostilities can lead to the death of both civilians and military personnel, their capture and the destruction of entire border villages and towns. Every civilian should clearly understand that being near the border with Russia is dangerous. He says the measures is a measure is necessary to allow the Ukrainian military to conduct a full-fledged exchange of fire and destroy the enemy without thinking they can harm our citizens. In other words, he's saying, get out of the way. We need to do something. Last night, at least 17 people were injured in a Russian strike. Regional governor Ole Sinohubov said they were probably probably using two S-300 missiles on the Ukrainian city of Kharkiv. Kharkiv Mayor Ior Terekov said residential buildings were destroyed and there were no military targets in the area. Earlier, 
uh, earlier, our th- authorities in the Kharkiv, uh, Kharkiv region in Ukraine's northeast region urged residents of more than two dozen villages near the front line to evacuate because of worsening Russian attacks. Authorities said the nighttime attacks on Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, struck 20 residential buildings and a medical center, stating that the missile attacks came from the Russian border region of Belgorod. And now you know why there's so much going on in Belgorod. Ukraine's Air Force said it intercepted 19 out of 20 Shahid-type drones fired by Russia overnight, though regional officials reported that other drones made it through air defenses. Ukraine's Air Force said in a statement, the enemy struck with 20 Shahid 136-131 attack UAVs from the Primorsko-Aktarsk region of Russia and with two S-300 anti-aircraft guided missiles from the Belgorod region of, of Russia from uh, near Kharkiv. The announcement came after authorities, after authorities said 20 people had been injured in Russian attacks in the eastern city of Kharkiv and Odessa on the Black Sea. In the southern city of Odessa, regional governor Ole Heeper said three people were injured in a drone attack that forced the evacuation of about 130 people from an apartment building. In Kherson, Another southern city, artillery fire, injured three people and damaged residential districts overnight, according to its regional governor, Alexander Prokudin. Uh, According to regional authorities, one person has been killed and five people had been injured after Russian attacks on multiple settlements in Kherson Oblast. Uh, The Kiev Independent reports that a 37-year-old man was killed by an eight- uh, killed and an 81-year-old woman was injured after a Russian strike hit a garage in a residential area of Kherson. Now that I have your attention, 18 minutes in, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, remember that uh, uh, Feel the Burn, Bernie Sanders thing uh, we said was coming last night. As expected, the Senate in the U.S. is wildly out of touch with the people of the United States. Last night, the Senate voted overwhelmingly to table a resolution by Senator Bernie Sanders that would have required the Biden administration to promptly report on Israel's human rights practices during its war on Gaza. Sanders had attempted to force a floor vote on his privileged resolution, which is based on Section 502 B.C. of the Foreign Assistance Act. However, under chamber, uh, uh, however, upper chamber lawmakers voted 72 to 11 to preemptively torpedo the measure. uh, Rand Paul was the lone Republican that wanted uh, the vote and did not try to torpedo uh, the measure, as expected. You know, that Rand Rand Paul is all about. not sending weapons to other countries. Yeah, he doesn't like it. Uh, the other 10 were Democrats. Lavonza Butler, uh, Martin uh, of California, uh, Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, Mazi Hirono of Hawaii, Ben Ray Lujan of New Mexico, Ed Markey of Massachusetts, Jeff Merkley of Oregon, Chris Von Holland of Maryland, Elizabeth Warren, of course, Massachusetts, and Peter Welch of Vermont. And Sanders, of course. Elizabeth Warren said about Netanyahu, saying, uh, said, 
uh, he has to understand that he does not get a blank check from the United States Congress. We have a responsibility to stand up now and say that given how Netanyahu and his right-wing war cabinet have prosecuted this war, we have serious questions that we are obligated to ask before we go further in our support. Martin Heinrich from New Mexico said on formerly Twitter, following the vote, as we continue to stand by Israel's right to defend itself, we must remain steadfast in our commitment to protect innocent civilians. That means ensuring our weapons are used only in accordance with U.S. law, international humanitarian law, and the law of armed conflict. As we said yesterday, the Foreign Assistance Act passed during the Kennedy administration empowers Congress to request information on a particular, uh, particular country's human rights practices and to alter or terminate U.S. security assistance to that country in light of the information received. But apparently, our lawmakers, just like in the Knesset and Israel, don't care that they are a party to genocide with Israel. Uh, the House has stopped moving forward with a resolution to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress after Biden's lawyers in the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees re, uh, renewed their conversations about scheduling a date. And they really didn't want to do it anyway because then it would go to court and you can bet it wouldn't look good. Um, the two Republican-led committees voted... Uh, but they didn't, they didn't do it because they didn't want to look good. They did it because of technical reasons. So they're going to try and do it again. We'll get to that. The two Republican-led committees voted last week to recommend that the full House, uh, to the full House, hold uh, Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena in the Republican impeachment inquiry into, you know, Joe Biden. The, of which there is no, uh, 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 there's absolutely nothing that is based on. They're just doing it for the heck of it because they need to show they need to show that uh, everybody's crooked, not just Trump. The younger Biden, Hunter, had offered to testify at a public hearing, and he appeared on Capitol Hill to make a statement in December on the day ordered in his subpoena, but did not appear for the closed-door testimony the committees requested. After the contempt vote, Biden's lead attorney, Abe Lowell, said in a letter to the uh, committee that the subpoenas were legally invalid because they were issued before the House's vote last month to authorize the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Yeah, technicality. Uh, House Oversight Committee Chairs James Comer from uh, Kentucky and House Judiciary uh, Committee Chair Jim Jordan, the, right, uh, the psycho right Trump supporter of Ohio, said that they would issue new subpoenas. So we're just going to go through all of this yet again. And and of course Hunter's going to come. He's going to say yes. I'm happy to. I'm happy to do it in an open hearing. With challenges to Donald Trump's presidential eligibility pending across the country, yet another state is facing the issue. This time, Washington State, not Washington D.C. Washington State uh, residents raised the challenge to Trump's place on the ballot ahead of the state's March 12th presidential primary. A hearing was apparently going to take place yesterday before a state judge, but the judge reportedly said the challenge should be heard in a different county. So while it's unclear how the state system will ultimately address the issue, the possibility of Trump's being off the ballot in another jurisdiction 
and you know, potentially joining you know decisions in Maine and Colorado against uh, the leading GOP candidate makes the U.S. Supreme Court's role in settling the issue nationwide only more important. The uh, Supreme Court's going to do it anytime now, I'm sure of it. Washington Secretary of State Steve Hobbs, a Democrat, said in a statement that his state's process gives the courts an important role in answering questions about eligibility. I look forward to having this question resolved in a timely fashion. I, I, it would be a nightmare if the Supreme Court declined to take this, saying that the states should decide for themselves. It could happen. I'm doubtful it would happen because of the right-wing court, if anything, would probably defend Trump. But they haven't been in defense of Trump very much. It would probably be a 6-3 to three decision. Honestly, I think it would be a 6-3 to three decision against Trump. Right? We'll see. I, the Republicans, honestly, don't want Trump in office. They want a more traditional Republican in office. And that includes those on the court, I would, I would think. I would think they're thinking the same thing. Uh, except for, well... Clarence Thomas and his and his nagging wife Jenny Thomas. Uh, ABC News has canceled its Republican primary debate that was scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, the news organi- organization said it does not have enough candidates who are participating. Not enough, I, I guess, not enough debaters who would be masters at it. Right? Uh, you know, not enough master debaters. ABC News said our intent was to host a debate coming out of the Iowa caucuses, but we always knew that would be contingent on the candidates and the outcome of the race. As a result, while our robust election coverage will continue, ABC News and local news station WMUR-TV will not be moving forward with Thursday's Republican presidential primary debate in New Hampshire. Uh, This comes because Nikki Haley has said, that she will not debate unless it's against Trump or Biden. So it's not that she won't debate DeSantis, just that Trump would also have to be there if she did. The the outlet said candidates Nikki Haley and Donald Trump did not confirm their participation by the deadline that ABC News set in place. Haley said on formerly Twitter, We've had five great debates in this campaign. Unfortunately, Donald Trump has ducked all of them. He has nowhere left to hide. The next debate I do will either be with Donald Trump or with Joe Biden. I look forward to it. Uh, DeSantis and former uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie had agreed to join the debate. But, uh, of course, Chris Christie dropped out of the presidential race last week. DeSantis said Haley uh, was afraid to debate in a post to formerly Twitter which is not true because uh, she does pretty good against him. He said, Nikki Haley is afraid to debate because she doesn't want to answer the tough questions, such as how she got rich off Boeing after giving them millions in taxpayer handouts as governor of South Carolina. The reality is that she is not running for the nomination. She's running to be Trump's VP. I won't snub New Hampshire voters like both Nikki Haley and Donald Trump and plan to honor my commitments. I look forward to debating two empty podiums in the Granite State this week. And that would be hilarious, but 
That was all said for political reasons, of course, because the debate is not happening according to ABC. So who didn't expect this? Mini-me Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, has endorsed Trump a day after he withdrew from the race. He joined Trump at a rally in New Hampshire, uh, announcing his support on stage to chance. Well, I mean, he first he announced on stage, and then when he left the stage, uh, people were chanting, VP, VP, VP. Uh, Ramaswamy said on stage, going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency, and I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire uh, uh, and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president. That will certainly give a boost for Trump, except that Ramaswamy is brown and Republicans don't like that. Ramaswamy left the stage and Trump continued to speak. Uh, pretty good, isn't it? He's a fantastic guy and he really got something that is very special. He's going to be working with us and I and he will be working with us for a long time. You know, exact opposite of what Trump was saying about Ramaswamy last week. Uh, even earlier this week. <laughs> but would mini-me Trump become VP? Doubtful. A report in the New York Post quoting uh, Trump, quoted Trump's uh, top advisor, Jason Miller, said the chance of Ramaswamy being considered as the ex-president running mate was very low and that and the voters could probably roll him out. But of course, that's the New York Post. You might as well be reading The Onion. Uh, by the way, if you care, Ted Cancun Cruz has endorsed Trump. What a shock. Uh, so as you know, Trump is already guilty of defamation of E. Jean Carroll. I, you know, I hate that these reports are all about Trump because he's got so many cases going on and he's in and he's running for election. There's so much going on with him. So I, 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 I hate doing stories about Trump. I don't want to do stories about Trump, but that's the only stories that are out there. <laughs> I hate it. I just want Congress to be idiots again. Right away. I mean, they're always idiots, but I need them. I need the do nothing Congress to do something. So I have something to talk about. Anyway, as you know, Trump is already guilty of defamation of E. Jean Carroll. And this court case uh, that he's in right now is to determine how much he pays. I, I'm thinking it would be smart not to continue defaming her while the case continues, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> Trump is anything but smart. As he arrived at, a fed, at the federal courthouse in lower Manhattan, Donald Trump's failing social media platform account released predetermined avalanche of posts attacking E. Jean Carroll and the judge. As he was arriving in the courtroom and while he was seated with his attorneys without his phone, Trump repeated false claims on uh, on on his account i guess they i guess he scheduled them ahead of time <laughs> he, he he repeated false claims that are at the center of the defamation case against him including his claim that he never met uh uh, uh e, e Jean carroll and called the case an un-american injustice and that he was wrongfully accused he called the case attempted extortion 
based on fabricated lies and political shenanigans. Those damn shenanigans. <laughs> Trump wrote about the judge saying, the U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan should put this whole corrupt, crooked Joe Biden-directed election interference attack on me immediately to rest. Ooh, wow, is he claiming that Joe Biden is directing the judge? I would say that's an, an attack, a personal attack on the judge. Claiming lies like that. Also, uh, this just happened. High-profile defense attorney Joe Tacopina. Such a New York name. Joe Tacopina uh, representing uh, Trump in the uh, case in his New York criminal trial on charges of falsifying business records. Uh, filed court documents uh, announcing his withdrawal from the former president's legal team one day before the beginning of the defamation trial on uh, Monday. He did that on Sunday, I guess. He did not provide a reason. <clears throat> Possibly Trump owes him money. Uh, that's, that, uh, that's the reason I would guess, but I have no idea, honestly. Uh, Iowa Senator and the oldest member of the Senate at 90, Chuck Grassley, Republican, has been hospitalized with an infection and is receiving antibiotic infusions. Uh, the Iowa Republican had hip surgery last year and b- briefly used a scooter to get around, but the eight-term senator, who was long known for his daily early morning runs, has appeared otherwise healthy in the halls of Congress, even as he became the Senate's only nonagenarian in September. That's a 90-year-old. Uh, Grassley's 90-plus. Uh, Grassley's political career began in 1956 before I was born uh, when he was elected to the state legislature at age 23. He served 18 years at the state house before being elected to the U.S. House in 1974. He was then elected to the Senate in 1980 and served his first term under Reagan. If something happens to him, Republican Governor Kim Reynolds would replace him. Yep. That's happening. Again, the Texas thing, that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. It's today. Today's the deadline. Uh, Department of Justice, uh, we're going to see if Texas backs down and lets um, Border Patrol, Department of Homeland Security, into the park over there in Texas. We will see what happens. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, June, January 17th, 2024. Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Or you can say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play Political Views TV Podcast, and it will happen. Uh, tweet to me. Or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. You can invade my timeline right now. It's busy. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.